You are listening to the 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. I'm Sam Melancon from Debacle Records. Each week, one of us picks a Rancid or Rancid-adjacent song, and we talk about it in all our complicated feelings. Remember that last part, especially as we get into this? <laughs> and uh, this week, we are talking about a power inside off of Honor is all we know. Okay, so this came out in 2014 in the depths of hell, I don't know, boredom, something of for the rancid, rancid. Yeah. yeah, the rancid career arc. Um Honor is all we know is an album I not a big fan of. It's not my it's not my least favorite, but my least favorite is my least favorite for a fairly not necessarily musical reasons. Um, musically, this album, I don't know. Everything about this album is just bleh. But, it's very flat. Yeah, it's very flat. So Power Inside, which, uh, yeah, I forgot that you know, when I picked this last week, I couldn't remember it at all. And then when I played it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the one that sounds like some like 90s lookout um, yeah, pop punk big band. Time. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, and so, and it's about, it's like about unions. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of the more direct songs, yeah. directly, just like, there's, there, you know, it feels like it's one of the more direct, like, Billy Braggish, you know, sort of like right. their, their sort of relationship and love of Billy Bragg, and it's like... Uh, not a it, lot of, not a lot of, like, nuance or metaphor. Not a lot of, like, storytelling, <laughs> you know, I think yeah. early on they would tell a story about, like, well, uh, Frank was a worker at the whatever place. I mean, place. Harry Bridges. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, Harry Bridges, but yeah, they this is the, the this is like actually this is it's a here we go. This is yeah perfect encapsulation of good rancid versus bad rancid. So a power inside and Harry Bridges are you know not the, about the exact same thing, but very similar subject matter. Harry Bridges is a great fucking song, <laughs> and like yeah. and it's very evocative and it really. Um, it, you know, it just, I don't know, like, I think the way well, that it, it tells, tells a human sto story, right, yeah, that it makes it really, it makes it really kind of relatable and engaging. Whereas this is just, um, to me, a lot of it's just like, oh, I, I, there's some fucking, you know, like the posters you used to see on, like the union version of the posters you see on, like your school, the walls at school, like, you know, it's like these, like, hang in there. Like, but it's, <laughs> it's like these really trite slogans of like, that don't you know it's just it doesn't land like i mean i think flat is the yeah the word for honor mm -hmm. is all we know um yeah. and this song just it's trying to that. be this big anthem and it it's yeah. something also about that they're cramming a lot of words into the the meter that like tries to create this urgency but it doesn't really it just kind of comes off as awkward you know the, yep. the powers i don't remain like 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 I don't know, like it, when it starts, it's this like pop punk song and you're kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Like we don't normally, we started to hear more in the last couple albums, but like 
you don't normally hear them do just these straight up pop punk songs, you know? Right. Um, and so like, that's interesting, but it kind of falls apart really quickly and just becomes this like, I don't know. Yeah. Flat, very flat, very uninspired feeling to the recording, to the lyrics, to everything. And it's, it's sort of just, it's, it's, it's telling, not showing it's, you know, it's not usually the Tim way of doing things. And I think trying to be an anthem is fine, but like, he can usually write an anthem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what? I mean, you know, yeah. Like, think about like avenues and alleyways and avenues, avenues and alleyways. I can't remember which one. Like, you <laughs> know, <and> alleyways. <laughs> whichever fucking order it's in. But, you know, like, which is, you know, to me, it's like the anthem of all rancid anthems. But it's yeah. got, and again, it's not fair to compare things to Alcon the Wolves. But again, it shows, like, yeah, write an anthem, but like, give it something other than just some recycled you know i don't know it's just again like so much of honor to me is just it's so it's like i can't even get mad about it (laughs) yeah like so flat indestructible i get mad about and like this i just still had it on indestructible it just like they were aimed at like they were just just gross bad people bad (laughs) topics bad it's it's slimy it feels la it feels yeah it's the bottom of the barrel human being of, of their periods as humans it feels like maybe they're still <laughs> you know bottom of the barrel but it just in terms of at least as a fan it feels different um yeah but this is just like i mean you know i do not begrudge anybody who is needs needs a paycheck and needs to get but to me like this album is so just like oh we got we need to put something out there to get paid yeah it's like it feels like it's an album full of the songs that they would have been like man that didn't come together let's ditch that song you know what i mean right and it's like let's make a whole fucking album of that yeah there's like three songs that you could see turning into something and then a whole lot of songs right and then we'll and then we'll package it up to try and like fool people into thinking it's like yeah to get people to remember our highest point and somehow you know which which is such which is so funny because it's you you really don't want people to remember uh, yeah that I, you like, made what a bad strategy <laughs> yeah here's the worst most boring pointless shit we've ever made let's use that as an, a moment to remind you of our masterpiece <laughs> and also like it's like here's our most stagnant thing let's show you the metaphor of the four the three guitars that we've never changed because we're afraid <laughs> right, of change right, right. and we were totally <laughs> stagnant and we're that change is terrifying to us and we have no oh. we've got no other moves left we're just gonna make it look like an outcome on the walls and show you the three guitars that we've never changed since 1993 it's like guys it's it's like a parody of like what you would do you know if you were trying to show a band that's stuck in its way you know it's like it's like everything wrong you know and it's just like yeah it's a tough one i mean again also like always happy to hear a a, you you know from a bunch of guys who maybe easily could be losing the plot you know i could easily see like you know (sighs) These get Lars being like, fuck unions. They all only want handouts, you know, like, like you like being far enough away from the world they grew up with, you know, and right. like, you know, losing some of that, that class solidarity, you know, um, they, they are having a pro union song this far into their career, this right. far into success. 
and still being pretty staunchly workers rights it's like yeah um yeah. and we're we're in a moment right now where yeah. that resonates so like i did feel a little bit more moved by realizing oh this is the union song unions right. have been on our minds a lot this week and this 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 year i mean it's been right. kind of a year of unions you know and becoming more accepted you know like there was this whole thing that ever since reagan that people have just been slowly being taught that unions are there to take your money you know and not do anything but the realization oh no unions are there to protect you from right. <laughs> corporate parasites you know to that we're gonna grind you into dust oh, uh, man. And maybe we should should have them um sorry breaking news this isn't really breaking news but i just realized so we were recording this on uh friday october 27th mm -hmm. it is the nine-year anniversary to the day of Honor is All We Know. It came out October 27th, 2014. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So that there you weird. go. <laughs> Sorry we're shitting on yeah. you, Honor is All We Know. Fuck you. Happy <laughs> birthday, fuck you. Go home. You're drunk. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Wild. October. Even yeah. That feels weird. Right. I mean, that. Uh, knowing that, I'm like... Because it never even occurred to me. Because I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't actually you even look up the room. Yeah, see it. And, and it's because they're they don't ever release albums in the fall. They're all coming out in the no, summer. Man. What a weird. Yeah, that's it. I wonder if they were like, never again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, oh God, what have we done? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Like spring, fall, or spring, summer is always the like, like the beginning of summer into like August is the oldest one. I think. Yeah. The, the furthest yeah. they've ever done, but. Or uh, was there a September and so. early September? Maybe I don't know. Uh, we were better fans. Yeah. If comment, we... comment about how bad fans we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, we're a little down and kind of loose on this episode because we're. It's just been a lot of. A, it's yeah. This... It's been a week for us, but uh, for everybody, but like. It's it's not a very good song. It's not a very good record. I, We've kind of gone over how it's also not, it's hard to hate something that's so bland. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the sort of, the, to me, the worst, I don't know, worst part about the most, um, the harshest criticism I can give is that I I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a uh, bummer. I, I, again, I think we are, we are lucky to live in interesting times for Ranted, even if you don't, don't like anything about Troublemaker or, tomorrow or whatever it's called um they are in more interesting records than these like those kind of mid-aughts like um the mid last 20 years ones the roll of yeah. dice and honor just feel kind of like ooh, i'm in this purgatory of what what in the world and at least we're kind of in this like no oh, there's something here you know um, right with troublemaker and then and now doom regulator and I, I feel like we said this like a couple episodes ago but that's true like that's what's fun about doing this right now it's, it's like oh it's at least like kind of turbulent and interesting there's ups and downs and there's you know versus this is like bleh, like static you know like bleh. Um, <laughs> you know so yeah i mean it's just rough and and it did remind me of like I don't know, like union stuff right now. It's it's a bummer. Like we're both in the music industry, and um, yeah, this week there was a lot of really bad news around everything going on with Bandcamp and Bandcamp's um, editorial side, and the Bandcamp union being broken up by their new ownership. Yeah, the whole uh, yeah. I mean, 
I was talking about this yesterday a little bit with somebody who who's not quite is I don't know like obsessive over this stuff or, or whatever like yeah like they're in they do music stuff anyway but it's just the thing that continues to just I I think about this all the time not just with Bandcamp with so many things and it's like you know I have a lot of ire for the original owners of Bandcamp the Ethan Diamond mm-hmm. and whoever the fuck else that's the one name I remember because it's catchy uh, <laughs> when they, mm-hmm. for selling to Epic in the first place and and you know whatever Epic didn't do shit they seemed to just leave like forget it existed which was which yeah, was i feel like they were like what the hell did we buy let's get out of this as fast but as possible. it's like the ethan diamonds of the world the people who own you know start these things and it's like dude you were rich all right you're rich like you were rich before you sold like were you billionaire rich i mean you're probably not now either but you know what i mean like you had a very good yeah. comfortable life all you had to do was leave it alone like or make or just I don't know like uh, this idea of like well I you know everything's got to keep making more money well it's not even him as much as like the concept the thing that is the most insidious thing in the world is this like the 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 idea of the um, I can't even think of the phrase the shareholder well like the responsibility of the shareholders right like this idea that if you're not growing a company by twenty six percent every year. You are but, betraying shareholders. But was Bandcamp even a? I mean, you you don't have to be public well, to be, have multiple shareholders. So, but okay, yes, fair enough. That's but like, yeah. I mean, that is the the perpetu- people gave the money. You know what I mean? He didn't just like invent it out of thin air. Right, I, don't believe, no. I don't think it was only owned by one person. If that's true, then your your argument is real. But like, there were people pouring money into that early on. I'm sure, and since then. I know they had some money problems and they're profitable though. They were one of the I mean, only profitable startups still, in the world. I mean, I know that they're that, and that's like, yes. But I mean, the last time I saw anybody like say that with any sort of, I mean, it's been a couple of years since that has been, a, has any, do we know that they still were <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know because uh, they, you know what, what's going on since you would think all the stuff that has been going on since COVID would have made them more profitable, but I al- it's unclear yeah i also wonder i i, I would be curious and, and it may not be anything but i would be curious what like i would love to see the data on like Bandcamp fridays and how you know yeah, how much how much that ate away right because i mean because they tried to cancel it a couple times i mean and it's yeah and it's i i think a lot of people kind of wish they would but and i it's like i see both sides of that and i don't want to get it that's like a whole other whatever but yeah. I would be curious uh, because I just know from like my personal experience and everybody I know who sells stuff on Bandcamp, like you get virtually no sales other than on that day. And yeah. and so it makes you, it's like, well, I mean, if that is a, you know, a very large thing, it's like, how much did that eat into their profitability of like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah um but it also spurred a lot of growth but how many people did it yeah i mean i i think i got them a lot of people to get on the platform too so like i think they probably just left it going too long and didn't take the hard stance of like yeah it's gonna go half we'll give you half of it you know instead of all of it you know one year in and then three years in and we're just gonna have to stop it sorry you know like, right. like i think 
I think there was, or do some other subsidization instead of like, they didn't, they just didn't seem to have a good communication plan of like, they tried to stop it and then they got right. really furiously yelled at. And then well, anyways, what yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking about yeah. for anybody that doesn't know is Bank of Fridays were, they didn't take their cut of the, of of the, the revenue, profits yeah. on Fridays during COVID. And that's on uh, one day a month. Um, it's like the first Friday for, of every month. Yeah. For yeah, exactly. For three the last years three or four now, years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and, um, and it became such the thing that most people do most of their bank camp shopping on those days, at least in the like hardcore nerdy parts of the industry. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that the outside of the heart, like how much are people buying on Bandcamp outside of that? Like, you know, the non, I think, the, yeah, I think they've like actually had become like, if you're enough of a fan to be like, Oh, I want to support this band. You were going actually there. had ticked up a little bit. But um, yes, it's still this tiny slice of the listening total. Um, but they're kind of this, on a lot of ways, this wonderful app that is so pro both listener and mm-hmm. um, artist. And like, and so know, it's such a mess. Yeah. And so a yeah, so year and a half ago, they sold to Epic Games, makers of Fortnite. And everyone was like, what the fuck? And, you know, freaked out. Understand, you know, there was the big yeah. and. And then nothing really changed. Like they left Epic basically had bigger issues and left it alone and didn't, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then what, I guess it's been about what, has it been a month, two months now? I don't know when Epic did a bunch of layoffs and had, and they sold Bandcamp to a company called song trader. Um, that's a funny name. Yeah. Which is a, I mean, it's like a, they try to the sync licensing place, yeah right? basically and it's like a yeah it's like distro kid for sync licensing yeah, it's like that's it's a like perfect, bulk yes. mcdonald's yes of sync licensing. and so obviously there was a lot of trepidation and then it was you know well they were put out a statement early on that was not did nothing to reassure anybody um i think even though with that, a lot of people were like, just like, we'll wait and see. I mean, and, and, and you know, the truth is there's no alternative at this point. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then like- was it, I guess it, no, I guess it was last week. They laid off half of the staff, um, including, and so, and, and the sort of sub story here is that band camp employees had voted to unionize earlier this year and had been negotiating with Epic for a contract then this happened and then um all the members of the negotiating team were laid off by well i guess technically they were laid off by epic i don't know it's very well when you do an acquisition and you do a layoffs they're still the previous company laying off but everybody's doing it jointly right that that whole process is being done jointly. and and of course they claimed they claimed like oh we didn't know that that was who was in the which is such bullshit and i think even incredible i think there's even been some like evidence that has come out of like well here was a meeting that the ceo was in with them or something i don't there's something i don't know the exact thing yeah i they there's a good chance they get caught a little bit for union busting but it's so rare that anybody actually goes down for that yeah and and yeah i'm sure it'll be a slap on the wrist because that's what we and it will take 10 years to get right and who knows if it'll even exist in 10 years probably not yeah exactly um and so yeah so people are understandably really fucked off about it like i I mean 
And they, you know, the, a huge thing is they gutted some of the best people out of the, the editorial. One of the most interesting things was their editorial mm -hmm. was the only editorial left that is covering the real edges of music. Um, it was one of the most interesting editorial groups in existence still. Outside and of they the were Foxy Digitalis, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's not, let's not, let's keep our perspective, right? But uh, it was one of the, yeah. just an incredible group and, and, and allowed to do some pretty incredible stuff because they have this, like, look, we have this huge long tail of music on our platform. The editorial kind of emphasizing that and going out and finding these little niche markets to kind of talk to was actually a within their like marketing strategy. It wasn't like this like indulgence. It was actually part of their marketing strategy, right. you know? And so like uh, just gutting that that and taking away the most interesting people also for the most part, the, some of the most pro-union people yeah. <laughs> um, uh, had just felt insane. It just felt like, okay, well, the la one of the last voices for good editorial yep. music has just been ripped out of the, you know, and how do you trust this? who's left to be left alone and right. any of that stuff and not be completely overworked and all these things. And so it, it just feels like the enshittification has begun, you know, that yeah. whole idea of the, you know, every online community, every online tool has an arc and there's a time where the, the need to make money, the need to expand creates an enshittification cycle. And Bandcamp is at the top of its arc, and we are in the slide downwards towards incentivization. Like, it is happening. And if you have moral feelings about the union busting and all this other stuff, it becomes your one... I always said it, it's like the one company I wanted to work at. You know, yeah. like, I love their choices as a product designer, as a musician, you know, person inside of music, all these things. I wanted mm -hmm. to work at Bandcamp for 12 years now. Like, I've been a big proponent of Bandcamp since like day one and like i've literally been on the platform for 10 oh 10, god yeah 12 13, 15 years something like yeah. that and so like um this was my one thing in the world that was like on our side yeah doing the right things and so obviously corporations big corporations as much as those things can be but it was like the tool that had it right yeah that let things like us just exist like there's just and so while it's not like suddenly it's gone, it's you know that the incentivization process is happening and you also know that the people in charge of it that you're supporting by being on that platform do not have your best interest, you right. know, like even less than before, do not have your best interest at heart and um, are looking to fuck you over and people in your community. And so you're just like, all right, it went from being like this actual kind of shining beacon of uh, trying to become profitable in healthy ways to now we know that they're going to try to become profitable so that they can have um, valuation the same way that like Spotify and SoundCloud, which are plagued with problems and right. just kind of stay on razor's edge and constantly are about to, you know, die slash be the most valuable thing in the world somehow <laughs> both at the same time. Um, like all these things um, are, you know, that like that's Bandcamp is now entering that world you know more than it was before you know we were somehow shielded from that before and it's it sucks man and it, you know that when you use this thing that's built into every stack point of the stack in my yeah being a record label or being an artist it's like it's in every step of the way i'm not ripping it out anytime soon i've invested so much but like 
you know that you are supporting shitty things the way you do when yep. you're using Google, when you're using Microsoft. It's like it's more like that than it is. And so you have to go, huh? Am I doing is that right? I guess so. Because what it takes to run something on the internet, servers cost so much money, you have to be such a huge entity to do something. You just uh, the, the the sort of promise of the democratization of the internet is always undercut by the fact that like to do anything at scale just costs so much money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. just running servers costs money. Like that's it. Like like supporting things costs money, you know? Like it's like it's so hard to do anything else. I don't know what the plan is otherwise, you know. Like yeah, so. and I mean, and it's like you said, I'm like, I yeah. What where where do you even go from here? You know, and I see a lot of people talking about like, well, we need to you know go back to you know have your own website and zines, and it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm all for all those things, but. I, I was saying this, you know, I was saying this yesterday when I was talking about this, about like just example of like when I'm, when I'm digging through things to find, you know, I, to find things to write about. Cause one of the things I really try to do on the site is find things that are from places like basically outside of like the U S and Western Europe mm -hmm. that don't get seen or heard because, mm -hmm. and like Bandcamp has been great for that because a for the people in those places, the artists in those places, it's a they it's easy for them to get their music out into a place that it can be found. And for someone like me, you know, with their tagging system and stuff, for I mean, there's you know, there's certainly issues there, but for better or worse, it makes it really easy to you know, I can. It's like, well, shit, what the hell's happening in Ghana right now, you know, or whatever, mm -hmm. and and yep. it found so many cool things. And you take those things away, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, it's great if this artist has their own website where they are selling things directly, but how the hell does any, like, how do you find it? Yeah. Like, I, how, We're already having discoverability problems already, right. but what if you take away the, like, centralization, like... Yeah, and and obviously, and, and I mean, the add into it, like, how much work, how shitty Google is anymore, and second... Yeah, I, I mean, Google just doesn't work anymore. And, and beyond even that, even if it did... You know, people, how do you look for something you don't know exists? Like, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it's again like the these kind of things. Like, oh, we'll just do it through a website. It's like that's going to work fine for already established, yeah, people. But also, like the infrastructure. These people. Sorry, this is going to get me in trouble. But like the people who say, like, why don't we go back to these infrastructures that worked for us back pre-internet or early internet, right? Those were so deeply subsidized by public spaces being affordable yeah. to do things like swaps and shows. The idea that yeah. there's a there's a space that I can rent and put on a show cheaply or put on a zine right. show in Seattle or even the surrounding area that isn't better served by hosting a wedding or a, you know, like for $2,000 is like there aren't VFW halls that are allowing this stuff anymore. This, the, that whole infrastructure is completely gone. By the way... The postal service is what you used before. That's a billion trillion dollar industry <laughs> that we were able to use. And the postal service is like getting more expensive and more expensive and more expensive. We can't ship overseas anymore. Right. Like like shipping is insane. Like they go back to tapes and, and shipping. It's like, okay, try to ship something to England. You know what I mean? What are you talking about? Like, like um, everybody wants to privatize all these things. 
you were using there was so much subsidization of the way the world worked yeah. previously that has been completely ripped apart by the fact that we went online you can't just be like yeah let's go back to the way right. it's like no these cheap and free alternatives don't exist like scenes are don't work the way they used to because they don't they can't you know what i mean right well, like i like the idealism there but sure, like but it's, it's it's just not there right i know? mean even i was because i was thinking about because i you know i love zines and, I was, and um yeah but even that like you know i remember back when foxy digital started as a print zine that i used to go down to kinko's before it was fedex and make copies and it was like six cents a copy now it's like yep. 40 cents a copy or something and so how you get like all of these things it's just not like nobody has any money to begin with so i mean the great thing about Bandcamp was that you could for you know basically zero <laughs> overhead you could put your stuff out there for people to hear yep and you know and actually get paid for it you, you could get yeah. paid eight bucks per per download and and get the six or five bucks back depending on what your splits were but like like now, if you have to go into like cassettes, cost ten bucks, right. you know, to really get any money back. Records cost twenty-two bucks to get any money back. Like the idea that like you don't have that alternative, cheap. You know, you can go on Spotify, but Spotify is going to start taking low-paying. You know, we had the news this week that yeah. you can interpret it as low, low-volume sales are actually going to get siphoned off to high-volume artists so like you're gonna pay beyonce with your money unless you're a high it right. doesn't make any sense it's like yeah um, it's, I, you're just paying into a system and then that system's paying out to the highest earners it's the um, it's like it's redistribution the of opposite wealth. of like yeah. what you think it would make sense yeah we're distributing up from the people who are making 14 cents um but like <laughs> it's it's like i don't i can't i can't even comprehend um <laughs> Like Spotify doesn't basically equals no money for any artist we're talking about. Right. And so like that's not an option to make money. The $22 record, like if they can even subsidize putting out a record after a year of waiting for it to come back, like that's a lot to ask the average fan to take a, yeah. you know, test flyer on. Plus some people just don't want to, I don't, I don't, my house is full of other people's vinyl. I don't, I'm not going to buy a lot of vinyl. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, for sure. Like, like most people don't want to buy. And, and then it's also 30 bucks to buy a piece of vinyl these days. So like, like the old ways, like don't work. And the one thing was Bandcamp kind of fit into that pretty well. Like it was a solution that felt like it was, it is, I mean, it's not like it's gone today, but again, we're just seeing the the path that we, like, yeah. we know how these things go. We, whether it's two years, five years, 10 years, world's not going to work the way it was and it's not going to be as artist friendly label friendly as it is today it's just it's just no way um and so it's a real fucking bummer and it just feels like yeah on top there's way worse things happening in the world yeah. for sure but like it's hard it, it's been so hard to be a label or an artist mm -hmm. or even a fan of music in the last five ten years just because it felt like oh there's all this promise you know ten years ago of like these scenes and and it was so accessible and all these things and now it just feels like what, where do you how are we gonna do any of this stuff it feels impossible it feels like the only way people can interact with the world is like 15 seconds tiktok clips you right. know what i mean and it's just like <laughs> what are, what are we doing you know like 
I don't want to just be old man yells at cloud. You know, that's been what I've been preventing myself from being for the last 10 years, but it's really starting to become terrifying, you know, just terrifying. Like, what, why am I, I know, why am I in inside the system? <laughs> you know, I know. Um, so it's, I don't know why, how this relates to Rancid. power inside, but well. I mean, we also know that Rancid, you know, sold like 2000 records and got on the top, like hot jams, right. you know, list on billboard. Like, like the world, you know, this is affecting everybody. You know what I mean? Like, like everything's down in this industry, you know, top to bottom for everybody. And it's just shocking. Yeah. And I, it's, so. I don't, yeah. I, the, the people who are, are making all the money, I mean, they're making all the money. That's their end game. But it's like, where do you think this is going to go? Like, yeah. what do you, like, how do, how you, do you keep... think, how, how are you going to keep making all that money if you fucking kill everything off? Um, I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The, the music industry has lived for a long time as being a Ponzi scheme that yeah. lives off of people's dreams that it's going to work for them. You know, yep. they'll, they'll put a lot of their own money into sort of supporting a system that doesn't support them back. And that's kind of always worked enough that there's enough of like lottery tickets out there that like to keep the okay, but yeah. like keep the hope alive you know and that's kind of been okay because it's like usually you get enough fun times along the way you have a couple tours that are fun you put out a record you feel content but like it doesn't feel like that's true anymore for the artists you know what i mean and the labels it doesn't feel like you get that little burst of dopamine anymore you know what i mean so yeah and, and yeah i think so and i don't know it yeah i don't know it's just it, it feels increasingly I don't want to say pointless because I always think putting putting I mean, good putting things in the world. Is, good, yeah, yeah, but it does feel a little hopeless. I mean, I even saw um, at least the way we're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like the methodologies we're using. Yeah, I saw um, a couple of days ago Jordan Reyes, who runs the American Dreams label, which is yeah, that, that God talk about somebody saying exactly yep. how I feel. Yeah, like I mean, uh, when I read that and I said to him, I was like, "Man, this is I this is where I was in 2015." And yep. and and I appreciate that he said it cuz I didn't have the guts to say it back then and I just felt disappeared for 5 years <laughs> and went to yeah, went to therapy I mean, and <laughs> um which, you know, but it is. It's like it, there's especially i mean you know running a label is sort of a unique thing because you're 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 sort of feeling that you're getting shit from everywhere like sometimes you know, yeah i mean because you know one of the it's hard to say it's hard to complain about but it's true like you're, you're sort of you're trying to be good to everybody yeah but you're also when it's not going well you're the problem person at the center yeah and i mean that was like one of the things that jordan said that the part that probably resonated the deepest with me was that like how like friendships with artists he had like had been hurt because like the record didn't yeah. do as well and it felt you know and, and god that is yeah 100 percent. i mean uh, yes uh, i mean and that's why you know that's why i that's why i run a vanity label and don't put other people's stuff or if it is it's somebody i know really well i'm like just so you know like nobody's gonna buy this like yeah we're exactly. just doing this to do a cool thing together and work on a thing together but like nobody is gonna care nobody's selling anything yeah. right now yeah and yeah i'm i don't know yes i don't know i don't know and it, it 
it's funny because I distinctly remember a tweet from them. I'm not close with them at all. I don't know them, um, but I like their label. I like their stuff. But um, uh, I remember a tweet from them a year and a half ago, maybe, mm -hmm. where they're like, I fucking love loaning a label. I love getting <laughs> test pressings. This yeah. is amazing. Like they were having the highs of like when when you know yeah. things are plans are coming together, and you have a bunch of stuff in the in the hopper, and you're like, I can't wait till people feel what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Like that feeling, you saw it in them, and them being like, oh, I keep making new plans because it's like there's so many cool opportunities, and you know, like when you're running that high, and like especially if you had like one record go off, yeah. you know? Oh god, and yeah. Oh. And you're like, oh, this is how it's going to be. Right. Like even years into your rec into your career, you're like, oh, okay, I'm turning a corner. It's like now, just that one record went off, probably because the artists are beloved and they have a network. You know what I mean? Like that's probably why it has nothing to do with anything you did. Yeah. You know. Um, and you chose that, then that's good. But like, it, it's shocking how little you have an effect. You know and yeah yeah it's just contrasting with like i can't listen to music anymore i mean i'm i can listen to some stuff but like i'm keeping things on life support because i'm like okay there'll be a day when i can do this again but like i'm gonna keep things going as much as i can because i got a backlog and a bunch of commitments but like i'm completely overwhelmed i have this day job that's very stressful right now mm -hmm. i've got life stuff you know and it's like there, i've also been through this enough i've been doing this for 20 years that like there will be a day probably not very far away where it's like it all clicks back together and i go okay I'll, I'll this is fun enough i'll do it i'll get back in the swing <laughs> but like but like it sucks so hard when it's hard you know and it, and i think it's just i haven't had a moment of like oh this is this is great in a long long time both for the reasons within the label and now there's so many external factors you know mm -hmm. what i mean like there's so many has nothing to do with me the label the artist i'm working with it has to do with like it's hard to keep doing all that stuff that's hard enough, but then the industry is crumbling around you, you know what I mean? And you're just like, I just kind of want to run this, like, I'm fine losing money on these records, but like, why does it have to be so hard? <laughs> Let me lose money on these records in peace. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I was, I, it's, I was, surprised when i saw jordan talking about it because i always i was like oh american dreams is to be one of the labels that's like figured it out or like you know yeah yeah and it's and it was just one of those things it's just like, God. that reminder if it's yeah of like nobody's figured it out nobody's numbers are good yeah nobody's figured it out the numbers are cratering somebody might have like a good one you can maybe have a good successful one release here and there but like the idea of like a label or an artist entire thing being consistent Especially for something new, that's so rare. God, yeah, and the that what you said about like you get so excited, like oh, I can't wait for this to be out and for people to feel what I'm feeling, and then the oh. crushing realization of like nobody's two people listen to it. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh okay, and you're just like oh nobody's giving nobody's even having a chance to get the feeling I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Not much less right. like it isn't even like it doesn't resonate with people. It's just like no, nobody even heard it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so, anyways, that's how I'm feeling about a power inside. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Thanks, Rancid, for that song. <laughs> All right. So, next week, 
if we make it to next week, what, what are we going to be talking about? Or yeah. or what are we get supposed to talk about? And then we may end up talking about something else entirely, but it'll be the jumping off point. <laughs> uh, let's sort of same idea of like, let's knock some stuff down, but hopefully this will be more of a fun, let's knock some stuff down uh, that we need to knock down. Let's talk about cold, cold blood off of Troublemaker. Another just like, you know, solid out. Uh, off the back of Troublemaker. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about Troublemaker in a minute either, I don't think. Exactly. It was like, you know, I was like, what's well, something that's still a little bit of eat- eater vegetables, but still, well, yeah. Um, it's not, you know, it's delightful. Yeah, it's not this. <laughs> not, not fucking, God, I want to like, it's not, I want everybody to understand, like, liking more rancid would be like the point. You right. know what I mean? Like, if I could get myself to like more of rancid, like we're already weird shills for a band that's probably a bunch of scummy randos. Like, like we're yeah. <laughs> we're like kind of already like in it. Like, it's not like we're like afraid to like the the bad stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we like Troublemaker. Like, right. It'd be great to suddenly t- wake up one day and be like, "Well, actually, I think Honor's great." I know it's just not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the truth of it. So um, we'll keep trying, though. We'll keep trying. Yep. Um, that's the the curse we have. Cursed yeah. yeah. With. Woohoo! All right, everybody, uh, send us your voicemails. Send us an email. You can find all that in our show notes. Uh, we're over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the 11th hour podcast on Instagram at Rancid Pod. Everybody hang in there. Take care of yourselves. Just, yeah. and Go for walks. Yeah, go for walks. That's Get out of your house. Get in your body. Yeah. And another way you could get into your body is in the pit. <laughs> and we'll see you there. It's true. We'll see you there.